Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Garoppolo. Thrown down. Brian Burns gets there. Spider-Man. What a pass rush by Burns. See how quickly he got to the edge. And got this is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast. Here on the Believe Podcast Network. The number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And welcome into a brand new edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast hosted by Believe Podcast Networks. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by the Carolina Panthers Sports Illustrated beat writer, Skylar Callahan, and the Panthers all-time leading rusher, Jonathan Stewart. You can catch us every week, brand new episodes here on the Believe Podcast Network. You can actually see the video at youtube.com forward slash at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Go ahead and pound that like button, pound that subscribe button, and you'll get notifications for when we come on. Right now, we're on a Tuesday schedule. As we're uh, in training camp, just don't care checking in, saying what's up. Make sure you tell all your Panther friends about us. Uh, and like I said before, we're usually on about once a week, about Tuesdays where we've been. Loaded show today. I feel like I'm shorter than both of y'all. I'm trying to figure out how to get this, this <laughs> chair situation going on. Go ahead and grab you some books, play. Yeah, I'm going to put some telephone books underneath me or something. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, loaded Tuesday. Skyler, fresh from the, uh, I guess, not so hot. Uh, fields of Spartanburg today. It was a little bit cooler than it was last week, but uh, he's going to give us a couple of uh, observations from what he's seen uh, out there. I forgot I mentioned to uh, you guys, I pulled some Pat McAfee, uh, which means I'm going to be very, very careful with how I play this because I, I don't believe he uh, censors his show at all. <laughs> so I'm going to have to uh, make sure I've got my finger on the uh, on the button to stop it. But he was talking about Bryce Young, and I, and I realized that the national media, they're starting to come to where we were where I mentioned this like a, a maybe a couple of shows ago where I was like, the thing for me, I'm more surprised. I haven't heard anything really bad about Bryce coming out of camp so far in terms of like, oh, he just stunk it up today or he didn't know what he was doing or anything like that. It's been far from it. Like it literally has been the complete opposite. And I think national media, I'm starting to see now, pick up on why Carolina moved up to number one to go get uh, Bryce Young. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, the jersey schedule release is out, so we'll see uh, where Carolina's going to be wearing their jerseys and what color schemes throughout the season. I want to get some comments from Jay Stu on players, and do they get hyped for that at all, or is that just kind of like a fan thing? Uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit too. Deion Jones signing from uh, previously from Atlanta. Give us some linebacker depth. We'll talk about that. And I got something to say about him. Oh, for Deion? Okay, cool. So, uh, so we'll get to Deion Jones, and that'll lead us into our conversation of the, the, the day to end with. Favorite Panther linebackers not named Luke Keekley. I want to kind of get into the history of the Panther linebacking core. There have been many, 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 many linebackers that have come through this uh, this franchise since 1996. And uh, I, I kind of want to give them some flowers. So we'll get into all that as well. Uh, before we get going, a uh, quick word from our sponsors over at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And where we start today is the release of the, uh, the jerseys the color schemes for the Carolina Panthers and what they'll be wearing throughout this season. And Stu, I wanted to ask you as a former player, A, did you guys get hype when you found out? Well, well actually, let me take that back. A, did you guys have a favorite color scheme as a collective, as a, as a uh, player group? Did you guys have a scheme with the Panthers that you preferred wearing over the rest? Um, Yeah. I mean, for me personally, black and silver pants, mm, um, black top silver pants were, you know, my favorite, you know, make sure your sock game, you know, is nice and tight. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you have, you know, more black than white. Yeah. So that way it matches. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then when we were introduced to the, you know, the all blacks, that was obviously a favorite. Um, I know we didn't really have a good record. Um, you know, in the start. <laughs> <laughs> in the start of those. Favorite. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a fan favorite for sure. But I mean, I don't really think too many you know guys take too much you know notice um, into what they're wearing. Um, I mean, but when you're playing division games, you just want to look. You want to look good. And you want to feel good. And I feel like a lot of times, you know, on the road, you know, just wearing the classic all whites against division opponents. I mean, especially for me, like if we're playing, you know, Tampa and it's an away game and we're wearing all white. And so I, th- I remember one one game, they were wearing white pants and and, and red tops or something like that. Um, and <laughs> I didn't like that because, you know, as a, as a ball carrier, you just don't want to see – you want to know who's on your team. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you're seeing similar colors out there, you're like, ah, which was which? <laughs> um, so, at the end of the day, I just want to be able to decipher from who was who. Who's on my team and who's on your team. So, whenever we wore silver, pa- silver pants, um, I already knew, you know, what the, what the deal it was. was. Going down. Now, I will say, that black on black that they they revealed is really not even that that old is fairly new because they didn't start out with the black on black that just came out really probably during your era because i don't remember it being there before then and uh yeah. they really do it once or twice a year but i feel like i've worn i've worn all black maybe two or three times yeah um but yeah, yeah. It, it actually won i remember fox sports ran some kind of like greatest uniform of all time bracket or something it actually won the bracket which to everyone's surprise they're like what panthers but they're like those, those uniforms are cold but then Somebody came around and was like, well, you know the record. And uh, <laughs> when they were at those, it's not so great. I wonder so, what the record is now, though. It has I, to be I, something. something, I'm gonna go, something I don't better. even know how to. How do you Google that? I don't even know how to. What would I type in? Like Panthers I've been record. Panthers record in all black unis. Yeah, I think I want to say Panthers.com maybe has the records for each jersey. Maybe, maybe that's something I can ask Darren Gant. See if he can point me in the right direction. But. I mean, I don't know. I, I love the all blacks and especially if they could do that with the, the new black helmet and maybe make the, the jerseys fit better, I think, with the, the new helmet. That yeah. would be sick. But my I don't know. My my favorite is probably the one that you see Stu rocking in the Believe in Panthers uh oh, picture. Yeah, the all blues. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's what is that? The color? What they call the that? The color? The color rush? The, yeah. yeah. I, I love yeah. the blue. You only see them. I think they wore it once last year. They only got it twice this year. Heck, if you remember last year, I think like the first nine games were white jerseys, which mm-hmm. I absolutely hated. Yeah. But I don't know. Not everyone loves the blues, but I do. I'm. I can see two. There was an article in Panthers.com from late October 2020. Where they were three and nine all time in all black uniforms, uh, first wearing black pants in 2012 against Denver. Uh, again, this article's from 2020, so they've had another three years. I think they've only worn the all black probably another maybe three, four times since this. There so, hasn't been a whole lot of winning in the last you know, three no, years. So. no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> safe yeah. to say that they're they probably have not. I feel like Panther fans months. should probably wipe the slate clean as far as the records um, in the unis going forward. So yeah, new coaching staff. Yeah. Well, yeah, coaching staff, new vibe, uh, new quarterback. So, Amen. Uh, so they all black might be the best best record. They've only won all black. They've only worn all black once in prime time. That was a Monday night football game against New Orleans in 2018. Uh, they are three and nine and all black. They're three and two all time when wearing black pants with white tops. Did they do that. I'm trying to picture and one on one all time and wearing black pants and blue I've never done that I wasn't on the team when they did that (laughs) I was trying to picture like when did that happen and and when I think when I think of all white the the white bottom and like the white top or whatever it it makes me think of that image of Sam Mills and Frank Wright standing on the sideline like the beginning of week one game one of Panthers history yeah it's like it immediately (laughs) takes me to that with those uh with the neck breakers like the the uh the collars or whatever that Sam had on some old okay. school joints. So uh, I'm trying to, and I'm trying to decipher this this jersey schedule too. So I assume, like week three against the Seahawks, they've got black on there, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's all black. I assume it's black top, silver bottom. I guess uh, maybe maybe I'm just old school, but I've never liked when the away team wears its primary color. I, I think it should be white if you're away, and the home team should wear their primary. But that's just me. 
Yeah, I can get with that. I can get with that. Uh, Jamie's saying most of the fan base wants to make the all black with black helmets our primary and more blue, less white. Again, I love the all black, but our, our record is horrific. Uh, I don't I know why. If you, <laughs> but if you make the black helmet the the primary helmet, it takes away like the I don't know specialness of it. Yeah, you got to keep the silver. the The silver yeah. with the the black logo and the, the yeah. stripe down. That's like the traditional. You can use that with any color combo mm-hmm. to me like you know, so don't mess with the helmet so much but you can find this at panthers.com looks like they're going all blue week six and week 13 those are both the way games um and then the other kind of going back and forth so i'd be curious to see week 18 what they're wearing against tampa mm-hmm. that last game of the season there because they've got black there but i'm not exactly sure uh how that's gonna play out so um skyler's been at training camp uh today was the end of day five of uh panthers training camp and um Want to start a new thing where primarily we get an idea from from Skyler what he's seeing out there and for me and Stu to be able to react to it. Uh, Skyler, give us a couple of things that have stood out to you at training camp so far while I try to figure out why I keep getting shorter in this. Uh, get some books, man. What is going on? Like, I feel like every time yeah, I go see a chiropractor or something <laughs> like this. Oh my God. So what's one of the first, what's one of the main things that stuck out to you at training camp in Spartanburg? I mean, first and foremost, it's just the organization of everything. And, and I know we don't want to talk about previous regime or anything like that, but just with this coaching staff that's in place now, I mean, everything just re- runs so smooth, so crisp. Everyone knows where they're supposed to be at certain times. There's no wasted movement. Like something is always happening on each area of the field at all times. You're seeing guys run and run through these drills very quickly. They're getting a lot of reps. And the one thing I like too is that you see the young guys are taking to this coaching very well. And it's not just the coaching staff, it's the older guys. You see Jonathan Mingo literally go to Adam Thielen or DJ Chark and ask questions almost every single day. You see the same thing. Uh, with Bryce and Andy Dalton. You see the same thing on the defensive side of the ball. I didn't really see that a whole lot the last two years. And I don't know if it was just because everyone's trying to fight for the role and maybe it was kind of an unclear picture because you had so many battles going on, even at quarterback, where this year you kind of have set roles. You know what you're, you're going to be doing heading into the season. So I think that's a big part. Bryce, I mean, he's looked as good as advertised. And – it's only been one practice in pads, but, I mean, he has just been phenomenal in terms of knowing where to go with the ball, doesn't panic. You know, if the pocket collapses for whatever reason, he's not throwing the ball into traffic. I mean, obviously it's going to happen on occasion, but when he does throw a pick, he bounces right back. And almost every single time he's throwing a pick, which has maybe only been three times, I think, maybe four. Hmm. He is coming right back and just driving right down the field. So, yeah, I mean, he he looks calm, cool, collected. Everything you 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 see from him in these press conferences, that's exactly the way he's carrying himself on the field. And uh, one guy I want to I want to note, never really had him on my radar. And Frank Reich talked about him the other day that he was somebody that impressed in OTAs, and he is looking really good. Kobe Jones, defensive end, outside linebacker type body. He blew right by Taylor Moe, two snaps in a row, blew up the backfield. Mm. Uh, that was two days ago. Today, they were they didn't really do a whole lot because they weren't pads, but just seeing him go through the drills, I mean, he is vicious ripping through them things. So that's a name to keep your eye out on. Uh, he's been in the league for, I think, a year. But if you want a dark or a long shot candidate, dark horse type guy that can make this roster, keep an eye on Kobe Jones. Kind of sounds like Frankie Louvu last year in terms of. Well, that's that's another one. Is is uh, Camus Grugier Hill? Mm-hmm. That's that's your Frankie Louvu for this year. Camus Grugier Hill. We got two. <laughs> we two got two Frankie Louvus in, in, in the bullpen. There's two Oos in there. Oh, okay. Hey, we've got a whole family over there. It'll be fine. Did you, did you see what Frank called Frankie today? Nah. Called him the steal of the century. 
Oh yeah, I did. I did. I tweeted that a couple hours ago. Yeah, yeah. he might be right. I didn't realize Luvu had like 111 tackles or something last year. He was all over the place. I've been trying to tell everybody, man, from day one. You was the first Frankie one I heard who wanted a Luvu jersey. Frankie Luvu is special. Okay, I got a jersey in the closet. I can't <laughs> wait to bring it out. <laughs> yeah, he is. How do we even? How do we get Frankie Luvu? Where was he at before? God, God gave it to him. <laughs> God gave us Frankie Luvu. That's, how, was, that's man, how we got him. Like mana from heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just... God said, don't worry about it. A lot of stuff going on right now. Y'all, y'all can't really cipher through all the mess. I'm going to just drop this blessing in there. Make sure y'all water it. Take care of it. And you'll see the fruit. You showed it like, what's up, Oos? And it was on from there. So Frankie Lou <laughs> doing his thing. I wanted, before you went on to a different uh, player or a different observation, Skylar, I did pull this from uh, from Pat McAfee's show. Because uh, I've been kind of just waiting for the, the, the rest of the media. I've been called crazy, like, by people in the media, people in the area, friends, family. Because I'm like, look, this Panther team is going to win games. Like, I'm pretty sure they're going to win this division. Like, I, I, the more I look at it and the more I see, like, what you just said, Skylar, about how it's just formatted differently. Like, there's more structure. And we kind of there's two that. Frankie Louvus coming two? up. <laughs> there's two Frankie Louvus on this roster. Like, I don't really see how they can mess this up. Uh, so, uh, I, I came across this clip. Viewer discretion is advised because Pat McAfee – uh, it's on YouTube only right now, so he can still curse and stuff. He's on his way to ESPN, so we'll see how they handle that. But uh, oh, I, I got my I got my finger on the button. I think I know where to stop. So I wanted to show this clip of uh, of Pat talking about not only talking about Bryce, but he almost sounds surprised that Carolina's in this position. And this is something that the three of us have been kind of hollering about for a while here. Here's a uh, Here's Pat McAfee talking about uh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young, okay, is uh, being talked about because he's been announced the starter for the Carolina Panthers. Now, everybody knew the number one ever. Bryce Young, okay, is uh, being talked about because he's been announced the starter for the Carolina Panthers. Now, everybody knew the number one overall pick is probably going to be the starter for a team that traded all the way up to number one to get a quarterback. What? But there is Andy Dalton on the roster who has started games before and could be a very easy situation to put the veteran in for like three, four games. Hey, here's kind of how this whole thing goes. Kind of ease your way into it as the number one overall guy. Everybody knows you're the guy. Andy Dalton's not the franchise guy. Everybody in this stadium, in this locker room, in the coaching staff knows that you're the guy. They announce him as a starter. They say everything he's doing is remarkable. Yeah, yeah. And I guess coming into the league, I talked to Chris Mallard because uh, I asked him about the quarterback situation because we knew that the Colts were drafting a quarterback at four. Mm-hmm. Were they going to trade up? Were they going to move? What was it going to be? He said that he knew Bryce Young was going well. Everybody knew his brain was just special. Mm-hmm. That's why his brain is special. Yeah. And every other draft kind of going into it, you're always trying to figure out the person's brain. Is this person going to be able to handle money, what? pressure, what? NFL offenses? Yeah. Mm-hmm. NFL defenses, what? NFL locker rooms, what? and also the fame and the talking that is going to come alongside all of them. Sure. It is not necessarily a home run with every fucker that can throw a football oh, becoming man. an NFL quarterback. <laughs> I missed it. I knew it was coming. I knew where it was, but I knew it was coming in there. So hey, he man. got his point across. He said what he said. <laughs> he said what he said. Um, he said what he said. Thoughts on Pat here, because he's echoing what we've been saying, but now it feels like it's filtering down into the mainstream where – this shouldn't be a surprise. We've watched Bryce Young play football for, what, three years at Alabama at the top of his game. He's been at every high level wherever. He played at Matter Day in high school. He was the starter at Matter Day High School in California. Like, he's always been in the spotlight. So is it really that unique that he's adapting this easily? Or, like, Stu, like, would you – how would you feel if you're a running back, you've been in the league a couple of years, Bryce Young comes in, and he just starts nailing it? day one and like he's ahead of the book he's ahead like what what does that do to the players around Man, him? listen the confidence level that's going on in that locker room like it, it just continues to just grow right i mean you have a quarterback you have your leader young guy a lot of expectations i mean he's killing interviews i mean when you see the meme um he understood the assignment like, my, my man understands every single assignment, and that's how he goes about his business. And so guys gravitate to people like that. Guys want to protect that. That's gold. 
Mm. I mean, I, like, I would be surprised if he get he he got to be he, he. I mean, at the end of the day, I think our offensive line they gonna protect him because they legitimately want to. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they'll take pride in protecting this guy because of the type of guy he is, and that he understands the assignment. You know, he. I'm pretty sure he's in the locker room making sure he's developing personal relationships. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of the same way, you know, Cam rolled. Like, you know, he Cam understood the assignment in the sense of, like, we're teammates, but we got to be deeper than teammates to win. Right. And I think, you know, to Skyler's point, when you see guys on the sideline, veteran guys, you know, you talked about Adam Thielen, um, guys coming up to him, asking him questions and him being able to, you know, point guys in the right direction. You got, you got good guys on the team that are willing to actually lend a hand, you know what I'm saying? Lend a hand down to the younger guys. Cause he knows that at the end of the day, we all in this together. Um, and it starts in training camp, man. When you build bonds like that and you guys got, um, you know, the younger guys like, that have the desire to actually want to learn and grow and be better um, and don't look at, you know, the older guys as, oh, this is the old head. Like, I'm coming in to take the spot. Like, yeah, we all here to compete, but we all need each other. And that's what it seems like is going on. And I feel like that's obviously coming from Frank Wright and the coaching staff um, just kind of opening that door. I'll, I'll let Skyler echo on that because you're actually out on the, on the field. But I agree with with Stu. It does kind of feel – I think the major difference from the past couple of years to this year is that uh, it almost felt like college uh, the first these past couple of years where, like, training camp and preseason, it felt like it was just competition. Like, they were just basically competing against each other for spots. But they weren't building that cohesiveness you see at this level. Whereas what I'm feeling and what I'm hearing from beat writers and seeing from – all the clips and everything else. Cause I don't even think we were able to have all this kind of video uh, the past couple of years. Cause this year it feels like I'm getting video from all over the place in terms of seeing what's going on and everything else. This feels more like everybody knows what their role is like going into it. And they're able to kind of put that shoe on and go as opposed to them thinking they're fighting for a spot above where they are, I guess. And, th and then either not getting there or getting there and not succeeding or whatever the case might be. It just felt like everyone was butting heads the past couple of years to figure out what they were. And this feels more like we're all on the same bus. Like we're all doing different jobs, but we're all on the same bus. We're all going to the same direction. Are you catching that vibe out there? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, <clears throat> and like I said, with the, the waste, like the no wasted movement, a lot of that has to do with Bryce. I mean, he's taken ownership of this team and this offense too, and not just that, but when I'm talking about wasted moment, movement or wasted time, usually when you have a rookie quarterback and he's going to be your guy either week one or in the first month of the season, you're wasting so much time. Well, I shouldn't say wasting, but you're spending so much time trying to get that kid caught up to speed to where he feels comfortable within the offense with the guys he's throwing to, who he's, you know, who's protecting him, and all that stuff, where he's at in the playbook, Bryce Young's already there. For and maybe I'm just reading too much into this, but like you're talking about, Frank Reich said today, they're at the stage right now where they're challenging him to just try stuff in the red zone, That's just to see if if they can, if he can make certain throws in certain coverages again or against certain looks. Or can he put the ball here against this guy? What can he do in these situations? They're trying things on practice. That's what Frank Wright said? Yeah. Ooh, how's yeah. that boy special? <laughs> like, that's I mean, boy, a lot of special right there, man. Challenge yourself on day five of training camp, whatever day this is. Yeah, day five. Hey, right Coach, there. this is too easy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try some stuff that the New Orleans Saints, the Saints going to run. <laughs> There is no grooming period anymore for Bryce Young. He is wow. already up to speed, and from now until week one, it's just about figuring out what he can do and what yeah, he can. So, what you're telling me is we got three Frankie Louvus <laughs> and we got Bryce Young. <laughs> Man. See, and this is why I get in arguments with people online because they're all like, "Temper your expectations. You don't want to get disappointed." And blah blah blah. I'm like, 
Nah, why? Like, I know what Man, I'm seeing. Yolo, yolo. I mean? Yeah, like I get it. Yeah, y'all, y'all tired of the Panther fans? Blah blah blah. Y'all ain't heard from us really in about about three four years. Like really, y'all ain't really heard from us in about three four years. Y'all about to hear from us. <laughs> y'all about to hear from us this year. It just feels like I'm not used to having really since Rivera was here having a regime that knows what they are and then they're doing it. Like it sounds so simple, but they're doing it. They're doing the things they said they were going to do. And that (laughs) I shouldn't have to say that as a, that's a benefit of the coaching staff that we have here in Carolina, but it really is like, yeah, they're they're not trying to shortchange anything. Like they knew what they wanted. They had a plan and they're implementing it. And Bryce young, this guy, I'm running out of – we haven't even seen him play with live bullets yet, and I'm running out of ways to describe him. I mean, Well, yeah. I mean, it's hard because, like, people ask all the time, like, how does Bryce Young look? How's how's he look? How's he look? How's he look? And I'm just like, as good as advertising is about the only thing I can say because <laughs> it's – and I'm not trying to just make this into something like he's the next Tom Brady or anything, but, like, it's hard to say anything bad about him. It really is. Now, I'm not saying that he can't have an off day or he may struggle a little bit or go through some growing pains when the season comes around. But, like, as of today, he looks every bit of that number one pick that you went up and got. And yeah. So you're saying his bad day is a first round number average. one draft pick. Yeah. Bad still, day. You still win. <laughs> which you is, still win which is you gonna still win with that type <laughs> with that type of play? Bryce, Bryce Young's bad day is about. Man, I I don't know. I might get. Yeah, let's talk about that. What's, what's Bryce Young's right bad day like? Oh, Bryce Young's bad. Compare day. him to a quarterback in the National Football League right now. Why did Baker Mayfield's name pop in my head like oh, just immediately? <laughs> it just went. Well, <laughs> Bryce Young's bad days would be like. Baker Mayfield's dream day. Cool. And maybe that's, that's too That's amazing. Skylar, <laughs> Skylar Callahan, ladies and gentlemen, the quote of the training that's camp. Gonna, that's going to find its way Please online. quote that. <laughs> oh that's going to find its way online. I mean, honest, like, he, the, the kid does not do anything wrong two times. Yeah. That is what is so impressive. You see guys in the league that make the same mistakes over and over and over. Man, you got me. Hi, you are. He Look. just doesn't do it. Didn't he uh, – the, the, the test that they make the quarterbacks take or whatever, it's not the wonder look. It's something else. But didn't he, like, score, like, a 98 or something ridiculous on it? And, like, the next one was, like – I think it was Anthony Richardson, like, at 58 or something like that. But it was such a huge gap from, like, the yeah. rest of the quarterbacks. Am I remembering like, that right? Yeah. Two yeah. Or three test, whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. S2, I think, maybe. The boy, like, his processing skills or whatever, it, it tests those. So, um, yeah, Bryce Young, like I said, my goal for Bryce, the ceiling for Bryce was for him to become the Steph Curry of the NFL, where, yeah, he might be undersized. Yeah, he might not be the prototypical quarterback. But when it's all said and done, he has the opportunity to change the way we actually view football. Like, he can change the sport because of his size. Steph and Curry. What he does. That's Steph Curry. We talked about Steph in the end of last year, how he's changing the NBA. I think that uh, Bryce got a little Steph in him. So we'll see how that is. Uh, the, the main roster stuff from this week the uh, of interest is uh, Deion Jones actually signing a one-year deal uh, to return to the NFC South with us, um, former Atlanta Falcon. He is now Carolina Panther. Uh, he is in his, going into his eighth season. Yeah. Um, spent the first six years in Atlanta last year in Cleveland. I got a story about him. What's <laughs> here? What's here? And I'm glad that he is coming to the Panthers. And if he plays anything like he did in 2016, oh boy, <laughs> I don't really remember too many games, bro. But I, I remember this game. We just came back from Redskins. I had a had a pretty good day there. Um, it was like a Sunday night football game, and, and you know, at the time they were the Washington Redskins and the Commanders. Now, yeah. um, but you know, we we played the Atlanta Falcons, and it was just one of those games where, like, I think I probably ended up with like forty yards or fifty yards or something like that on like ten carries. They 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 literally game planned to tackle, and I feel like. 
Dion had at least 20 tackles that day. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like we can look it up, but he I mean I'm, I'm probably I'm probably over exaggerating, but he at least had like 15 or 13 tackles. So it's 2016. Yeah, and I'm just thinking to myself like, dang, he everywhere. Like I keep hearing his name, seeing the 45, thinking to myself, why is this man wearing number 45? <laughs> but <laughs> like <laughs> But yeah, he, he balled out that game, man, and and they they beat us um, at least by twelve. I don't know. It was it wasn't a fun game. That wasn't uh, the game that uh, that uh, Julio went off in, was it? No, nah, that was that was in. That was the same uh, year. No, that was. Yeah, he had thirteen times. No, that man. wasn't that game. Okay. Yeah, he had. It was a home game, right? Uh, what the one that the one Julio went off in? I think that was a home nah, game. No, the Julio game was in Atlanta. The game I'm talking about was a home game. Oh, okay. So it, it would have been if it was 2016, it'd been the same the same season. Yeah, that yeah. The Julio game. Matt Ryan threw for 503 yeah, yards. We're gonna talk about that. Yeah, we're we gonna, gonna pretend like that never happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to movie. find the if that was okay. So that says October 2nd, 2016. So I'm trying to find the the other one was 33-16 at home, and Dion. That was the game. That was 13. the game. 13? 13 tackles. All right. So it wasn't 20, but, you know, it seemed like he was everywhere. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was a second-round pick uh, for Atlanta in 2016. He got 118. He had 108 tackles, 11 passes defended, three interceptions, two touchdowns in 2016. That was actually the year the Falcons made the Super Bowl, uh, his rookie year. Uh, he's been to the Pro Bowl once. Uh, went to the Browns last year. He had 44 tackles last year, two and a half sacks. Uh, Cleveland was kind of a last year, though. He had a little bit of a shoulder injury last year. So, I mean, that it is what it is. But I think the one thing that probably a lot of people are going to overlook with the signing is very, very good pass coverage from Deion Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the one pass. thing. Speed, man. That's, That's the, the reason why he was all over the place. Well, he'll, he'll join Shaq Thompson, Frankie Louvu, uh, Kamu Grugier Hill. Did I say that name right? Grugier Hill? Grugier. Grugier. Grugier, Camus. I'm practicing now in the precinct. Camus, Grugier. 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 <laughs> That's going to give me problems. Skyler, oh, who, <laughs> who stands out in the secondary? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, I'll start with this because it's not as, as big. But C.J. Henderson and Keith Taylor have made some plays. Um, I'm not willing to, to say that. They're there yet, but I've seen some encouraging things from that. But I would say definitely Von Bell. Mm-hmm. The way he just, I mean, commands that whole defense. I mean, we kind of saw last year with, with Xavier Woods how much the communication stepped up when he came to Carolina. It's like having two veterans back there. I, I forget what, what corner said it. I don't know if it was Dante that, that said it or maybe it was JC that called. He like, said there were like two professors back there. Wow. Vaughn, I like that. He's a really good communicator because he can be heard. There's no doubt about that. He's energetic. He can make plays on the ball. And the thing I love about him is he's got what they, the kids like to call, they got that dog in him. He induced daily every day. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. I saw that on Twitter. Have you, have you, (laughs) have you been seeing any of that in the past uh, practices where you have players and and like, you know, going at it, barking back and forth? See, look, man, this is great, man. This is good news. Mm -hmm. This is good news. We got people on the team that got they, you know, their personalities, they, the coaching staff making them feel comfortable to come out of their shell. I love it. And I, and I was hoping Deuce was going to bring that. I was hoping Deuce was bringing that to Charlotte because we watched oh, him do it in Hard Knocks last yeah. year in Detroit, and that's what kind of oh, yeah. made me fall in love with him. I'm like, I, I like that. <laughs> I like yeah. that part. Every single day, Deuce comes. He he just comes over. He doesn't. They don't even have to like say anything to each other. Deuce just comes over. Vaughn's Von Bell's stretching on the ground, and he just starts talking. You know what? To him, Vaughn <laughs> gives it right back, and they don't stop until they start their indie drills. It's hilarious. I think it was. I think it was Vashti Hurt. Shout out to Vashti and uh, Carolina Blitz. Uh, she had put out some video on Twitter uh, where she mentioned that she was like, and she was giggling. She was like, every day, Deuce goes over to Von Bell and just starts stuff with him at the very beginning of the practice, like every single day. And she was just like laughing about it. But you can kind of tell, especially for the content creators that were here for the dark times, like this is new for us, like to see these kind of dynamics. We haven't seen it really since. Well, I mean. 
if I'm being honest, all I've ever known covering the Panthers is Matt Rule in that that whole era, and that was like again like a, a whole different environment. This seems that's more why like you've been. Special. That's why you was a hater. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you've been a hater, man. You've been you've no. been drinking the wrong Kool Aid. That's all they gave him. That's all. Well, they gave him. I mean, that's that's what I was saying. I started. I started a more professional environment now, and see, I'm not used to And I'm the same here. Like I've been a Panther fan all my life, but I've been a believe in Panthers host since Matt Rule started. So I I started doing this podcast his first year. So all we've known is sorrow. <laughs> like all we've known is just like complete why why us like blah 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 blah. <laughs> so whenever we get to this, and it's like. Everything they're doing is something fun to talk about, and you're just—I'm ready for them to start oh. playing. Like I'm ready to see them play against somebody. The other thing that I've noticed too is there's accountability across the charts with this team, because when I talked to Etor the other day, like Etor, in times that I've talked to him before, just about anything, whether it's game or whatever, he really didn't like open up about anything. He literally told me he's like, "Look, I know I've had bad games, and I could have played better, and I get why people keep saying that." They need to add another pass rusher, but he's like, I'm a, I want people to respect, put respect on my name, and basically said, I'm using that as motivation and, and fuel. Oh, I love it. And yeah, that's cool. He's not the only. Yeah, yeah that really is. Because he growth and just and it's that's just growth in the sense of this is man being in the NFL. It's a hard game. It's a hard game to to compete in to win in, and you know you have so much success at the other levels, college and high school. And then you get to the pros, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, this is harder than I expected. Especially yep. if you have the coaching staff and the experience that you, you know, that welcomed you into the league. But I mean, man, Skyler, I'm going to be there next Wednesday. You going to be there next Wednesday? Oh, yeah. I'll be down there. All right, man. So I'm going to have to link up with you. I might have I'm to try to with you. I'm trying to get down there too, man. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or something. Yeah, yeah um, you know, the I'm Jets and the, the Jets are going to be be down there with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers day. Is there, hey, so is, there any, is there any difference in terms of being able to get in the training camp on those days when they're doing joint practices with the Jets, or you can get in just like you normally would? Uh, I don't know. Like fans? Yeah. I, it's just as normal as usual as far as I know. Okay. And if you guys missed it last week, Skyler actually gave excellent tips on if you're a fan, uh, it's it's on it's it, it's all over uh, social media in terms of uh, where to go. If you want to really get the most out of uh, training camp, if you're a Panther fan, like what to do, where to stand. He even went so much into stand over by that white tent, like over there, like you go find it <laughs> and it'll be able to help <laughs> you out in terms of uh, where to go for all of that. Uh, Jamie uh, comments, Skylar is sounding like we need to actually believe the hype and we don't have to lower our expectations like we've had to the last couple of years. I I mean, well, for starters, really isn't any hype. That's the first thing. Like, I don't really sense any hype around the Panthers. Um yeah, think we're life. Yeah, which is great. You're like, I, fine. I think we're going to be horrible. That's fine with us. Like, we'll just <laughs> you know, we'll just fly under the radar until until yeah. uh, we're ten and two or whatever. People are like, oh, wait a minute, what's up with the pan? That's how it always happens. Whenever we have a great year, they ignore us until after like week nine, week ten. Then it's excuses from week ten to week fourteen. This is why they have a record that they do. And then by the time they get to the end of the year, they've either bought in or they're like, oh, they're going to lose early. Once we get in the playoffs, everybody's bought in every single time. The 03 team, the 15 team, the 08 team, it all started every season the same way. Nobody believed us. Oh, they're pretty decent. Oh, but they're scheduled. Oh, but wait a minute. They actually are pretty good. Oh, they might. Oh, they're, oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, oh. And then it, and then it just goes away. <laughs> so, like every year when we're good, that's what happens. So, I'm kind of expecting that to happen. Uh, Pan access that they always ignore us. Uh, why are so Donald Duck says, why are so many Chicago Bear fans trying to start some rivalry on Twitter? You know what? I noticed that too. I don't know what that's about. Like I keep seeing Bear fans like I mean is it because of the DJ Moore trade? Like, but it's over. <laughs> we already did the trade. Like, why are they we're not even in the same division? Like, why are Speaking they of Bears? Speaking of Bears, they just gained, gained another former Panther, by the way. Bravey on Roy, uh, who just got waved the other day. Who you yeah. asked about last week, wondering if uh if any of the quote unquote Matt Rule guys were going to stick around, and we got our answer. Uh, <laughs> about nope. Days. nope. Is there anybody left that he brought in there that? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, there's, uh, there's a few, but in terms of actual Baylor guys, I'd, yeah. 
I don't think there's not that one. That was that one dude they drafted late round. It was like real fast. They, they yeah, he didn't even make it. He, they drafted him last year and he didn't make it. Oh, wow. Okay. So, he yeah. I think he went to New England after that, but then don't know if he's stuck there. I'm not sure. No. Yeah, Jamie, we do always get hype from a particular corner of the fan base. I do want to make sure that I'm not pigeonholed into that corner that says we're going 17 and 0 every year and and all that. I'm not like that, but I can sit here and look at the roster and the coaches and what they're doing and try to make an educated guess off of the schedule that we have on what the Panthers potentially could do. Um, that week one, though, is going to really, to me, it's really going to show what this Panthers team is going to be about all year. I don't think we're got to wait weeks to find out what they're about. We're going to know probably by halftime, like what this team is about. If everything you're saying is, is accurate, Skylar, in terms of them being so on point with practice and everything else, I would think that carries over into game times, right, Stu? Yeah. Those habits. Absolutely, man. So there you have it. I mean, oh, uh, Panax says they should pick up Chosen Anderson. He likes Bay. Uh, <laughs> Z. Is he on the team right now? Uh, I thought he was with the Dolphins, but he's never going to see the field if he's with Miami. Like, does he know who's in front of him? <laughs> like, I don't know if he's, he's back home. He's, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, he's, home. he's happy. Man. Uh, well, man, look at me. I'm 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 over here kind of in a daze because oh, I'm I'm absolutely I, I, we completely almost forgot about why I'm at. Oh, Steve. snap! That's right. You did tell me you had a. Uh, I got you. Hold on. Hold on. Hold. Just hold on. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. Now listen, okay? Y'all see Stephen um, Stephen Jackson's Instagram? About save the running back promotion. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, it was you guys should definitely go take a look at that um, at some point. But basically, you know, talking about the value of the running back, um, Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know the situation over there in Indianapolis. Like, why is this happening all over the league? Like. My man's, you know, got a little back situation. The owner comes out, says what he says about, you know, hey, you know, if I'm dead, you know, tomorrow and he's not here tomorrow, no one cares. Like, what kind of nonsense is that? Jim Irsay is weird. Like, man, listen to me. Like, if you if you are an organization, like, if you're on that team and your owner is out there just being willy nilly like that, like. Come on, man! Like I'm going to training camp, and my my owner's over here just like, man. I guess I'm just a number for real. Like I I thought about you know the fact that you know we just all numbers out here and we can be replaced, but he actually just said it out loud. I mean, I don't know how I would feel about that. I mean, it is Jim Irsay, like the same guy that after they drafted Anthony Richardson tweeted something about, oh, maybe we take Will Levis too. Like, what are you serious? Yeah, man. Yeah, you yeah, you he's next. You think he's you think <laughs> he's you think he's like cuckoo or he just like do you think he's really involved? Like what's what's going on? Like, I, I think he's definitely got a say in some stuff. And I, I don't I mean I've heard that he's kind of like off the wall, but I think he's just I think a lot of that is just just start crap. Well, he got in trouble. Yeah. Remember, a couple of years ago, he got in trouble for uh, he had some pills or something Speeding on him or something drinking. Like that. Yeah, like I've always thought of him as just well, billionaire. I don't want to bash like, him on his far, personal but... life. But <laughs> I don't know this... what he's doing, but this is just the stuff that's got put out there. Like he got arrested. Yeah, but, it's like this but is like you got your you got a a generational talent in Jonathan Taylor. Like twenty six years old. You take like, him from that offense. What do they have? Seriously. Nothing, no. nothing, and you and you got a new offensive, you got a new offensive scheme, so everybody's out there with their head check, head cut off, trying to figure out what's going on. Who are the wide receivers for the Colts? Michael, uh, Michael Pittman. <laughs> like, what is what is say yeah. doing? Like, let me just go and call out the best player we have on this team, and just like yeah. see what happens. <laughs> let me just, right. we could do this without you. We'll I mean, you, you really need him. You you really need him, like. Because without him, your passing game gonna struggle. And with him, 
like at least you like can get the ball to Michael Pittman. Especially, especially with a rookie quarterback. Especially with a rookie quarterback like Richardson, you really need to have that yeah, running back there. It's just like a safety net for him because you're going to handicap Richardson's development too by right. whatever nonsense you're doing with your running backs. Like um, ESPN ran like a little visionette thing on Sports Center or something where it was talking about how with the running backs and the stuff we talked about last week about how they've been devalued, and uh, it made me remember who was the last. Running back that won league MVP. Oh, because it's been a while, but it used to be like every year, like it would be a running back, you know what I mean? Did AP won one? I think he was the last one that won. Was that the year he crossed 2,000 yards? Was that 08, yeah. 09, something like that? Well, I'll nah, guess, it was either him or maybe CJ2K, but Google's our friend in the front. Who's the I don't know Chris Johnson won one. I don't. I think he just put up a big year. Adrian know. Peterson won it in 2012. Yep. And that was the year he came back after being injured. Yep. And I want to yeah. say that is, that's the year he crossed 2,000 yards. It was the year right. after he got hurt, wasn't it? Yeah. That dude, that dude was a problem. Like, just he was a serious problem. Damn uh, horse, boy. Because <laughs> Minnesota didn't have anything <laughs> at that point when he was doing all that stuff. Uh, I remember watching that game when he broke it or when he crossed yeah. over 2,000 yards. Because he was like, what he was, was Stu, there. Stu, what was your single season high? I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, like 1,100, 1,100 yards. Which is impressive when you really think about it. Because you were yeah. running a, a dual back system. Was that yeah, right. year where you were doing it, where you are sharing the rock? Yeah. yeah. And then camp comes along. And then, the year, and then the, the year we went to the Super Bowl, I got hurt and missed the last three games. I ended the season with like 981. So, I mean, like I was, I was right there about to break another 1,000. Trying to. Well, I was trying to pull up a list. There's only been – is that right? There's only been um, 11 running backs that have been MVP of the league. Um, or no, 18. I'm sorry. There's been 18 that have won it. Uh, Jim Brown's the only running back to have won the award multiple times. He won it in 57, 58, and 65. Uh, rest in peace to the great Jim yeah. Brown. I would have thought Emmett Smith would have won – or Marshall Falk. I know that – I uh, Marshall Falk didn't win one. He got one. Uh, Kurt Warner got one the other year because I was I was I, I love that Rams team. So like uh, Falk won it, I think, in 99. And then uh, when they won the Super Bowl and then I think Kurt mm-hmm. Warner was MVP in 01 when the Patriots beat him in the Super Bowl. So and, and I can't take that away from Kurt Warner. He was killing it that year, too. Um, but Marshall Falk might be the last other than Peterson. The last one you kind of think of. Like when you think of running back MVP, like Marshall Falk comes to my mind immediately. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's strange. LT had to have been close. Like he may have had to have been like a finalist or something. Oh, Dude, yeah. He might have actually. You know, that's a good one. Uh, I want to say like 05 or because he broke 2,000 yards too, didn't he? I thought so. Or I don't know if he broke it, but he was close. All right. I think I got a. They kept trying to give me videos. I think, okay. So. Recently, yeah, uh, Thomason won it in 06. Okay. Yeah, 06. Uh, uh, Sean Alexander, Alexander 2005. We ran into him in the playoffs, uh, the uh, NFC Championship game. That was the that was the game we ran out of running backs. Uh, Nick Goings got hurt. I think Hoover got hurt. Like, everybody was hurt. Um, what was the year Steelers won, right? Yeah, the Steelers beat uh, the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Uh, Marshall Falk in 2000. I had those reversed. Marshall Falk in 2000. Terrell Davis, 98. Ooh. Uh, TV. Barry Sanders, 97. I would have thought Barry might have won it. Well, he's in Detroit. Emmett, 93. Uh, <laughs> Thurman Thomas, 91. Then you start getting into you know, OGs, Marcus Allen, Earl Campbell, Walter Payton, OJ. Man, Terrell Brown. Davis, his year playing running back, winning that MVP, bro, that might have been like one of the best years of like football. Like, I remember Jamal uh, Anderson, Atlanta? Oh, yeah, yeah. That same that same year, him and – it was like both of them at the top. And I just remember the Dirty Bird, Jamal Anderson. Yeah, I remember. Like, just like <laughs> how, how they was – I think they played each other in the playoffs or Super Bowl? Super Bowl, yeah. Denver and, yeah, uh, that's right. Denver and uh, Atlanta played in the Super Bowl year, 98. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went over – he went. He had two, 2,008 yards. He averaged five-point yards a carry that year. 125 yards a game. Um, That's one rushing TDs. Yeah, <laughs> just killed it. 
eight point yeah, seven yards per catch. Right. He was doing. He was man. He was killing it that year in ninety eight. That that Adrian Peterson year in two thousand twelve. He went for two thousand ninety seven yards. That's what it was. He was flirting with breaking the record, like the overall mm-hmm. Eric Dickerson record. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, running backs aren't valuable. Yeah, they're not valuable though. You don't need them. You can just, nope. You know. <laughs> it just depends on what plays you call at the end of the day. Good gracious, he was averaging six yards times a game. If I had a run, look, if I had a running back averaging 131 yards a game, like Adrian Peterson yeah. was uh, in 2012, <laughs> I'm giving that man a rock every single time. I don't care what. Yeah. Happens. <laughs> like I'm here, him a hey, private jet. Oklahoma, just sit. Hey man, you you go ahead and take your time. We yeah. <laughs> the private jet waiting on you at the airport. Do you like any shrimp, well, Mister? Don't realize that, that stuff has like a a true lingering effect on the passing game. When you just hammer somebody thirty five times up the gut, those defensive linemen linebackers get fatigued quick. Especially and all of a sudden, year. guess what? You don't have a pass rush. Especially late in the year when it's cold. Like defensive players like to hit. They don't like to get hit. Like mm-hmm. as it gets colder, and we saw that in the Detroit game last year, where it was like, oh, yeah, it got comical <laughs> at some points where we were just bashing them like down their throat, running the ball. You could see them almost running away from trying to tackle somebody on TV. It was the, the wildest thing. Uh, Donald Duck echoing what I was saying before about uh, Jim Irsay. We don't know, actually, we do know, we do know, and actually, he's gonna be the next owner. It was uh, Snyder Irsay's next on that list. These owners ain't. <laughs> trying to mess around, y'all messing with their money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yo, you got to go, especially all this hey, talking. Say, I told you to be quiet. Yeah, what are you doing? We tried to set you up and everything. You still over chat. <laughs> uh, running backs are barely making anything. You know, Saudi Arabia offering Kilian Mbappe close to a billion for a year. Yeah. Somebody offer you a billion dollars? You going to Saudi Arabia to play uh football for a year? Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, I'm there last year. What? <laughs> <laughs> Last year, <laughs> as I was saying, I was like, "Yeah, that's that's too easy. It's got to be something harder than just going to play football for a year in Saudi Arabia." Man, like, listen, I'll go play football. I'll go milk some cows <laughs> for, um, a bill, for a billy. I'll eat some. I'll eat mayonnaise. <laughs> you I'll go do the little Jello. <laughs> um, man, I, there's a lot of things that I would do. Oh, I, I wouldn't do though. Yeah. <laughs> Look, <laughs> Jamie's asking as my dog is. I have a Chihuahua. I apologize. She she's so paranoid. Um, oh, that's so cute. Uh, Jamie, <laughs> come babysit for me. Come get her, please. Like, I, get her out of here. Um, Jamie's nah, saying, Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan, when you go to training camp, can you please teach our guys how to jump over the pile? Um, is that a problem? Is that something an issue we've had in the past? Uh, I think you know. I think it can be done more. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I don't want to step can't. on anybody's toes, but yeah, I think at the end can't. of the day, some guys don't really have the the mindset to you know put the ball in danger. Um, and if you don't have the knack for it, don't do it because yeah. you don't do it the right way. You definitely bound to get a turnover. You gonna, or you gonna get put on your head. Uh, somebody's gonna, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's only a few to really do it anyway. We probably oh, got wow. spoiled watching Cam do it like for six years or whatever, like dunking yeah. on people. So I don't know why every time we get down there and I and I see somebody, it doesn't even have to be a Panthers game. I see someone reach. All I can think about is Teddy Bridgewater getting chewed <laughs> out or stunned at the ball over the goal. <laughs> Wasn't it? No, it was, there was more to that. Remember, he uh, he ignored the call or something and like went on with the play. Yeah, like yeah, Something yeah. else was going on. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because we were making fun of Teddy because he was saying – well, we don't really practice red zone. We don't really do this. We don't do it. We were like, how's that possible? Like, th- there's no way. Well, come to find out, they really weren't practicing red zone. They really weren't doing these situation things. <laughs> and like, I'm like, I feel like I owe Teddy Bridgewater an apology because we spent like half of a, a season on Believing Panthers just like, Teddy, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing, Teddy? Come on, yeah. Teddy. We you, got some, you got some music to serenade your apology? <laughs> <laughs> pro- you know what? I probably do, man. Teddy. <sighs> Teddy. I'm so sorry, man. We shouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> we shouldn't have. We shouldn't have clowned you. We shouldn't have. Uh, <laughs> we shouldn't have been like, "Yo, Teddy, what are you doing? Why are you trying to dive over the end zone with that? You know, you causing turnovers. You losing games for us. You was just doing what you were being told. We didn't know that it was the coaching staff that was leading you astray. Although I don't know if you had much success after you left here either, but that's a whole other story. I can only apologize for what happened during your time in Charlotte. 
You was done wrong, Teddy. We sorry. Man, that was beautiful, man. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Yeah, Hopefully that thing know. gets to him. Hopefully Teddy that message gets to him. Back, Teddy, let him know we apologize to Panther Nation that it's it's okay, Teddy. You can let it go. Um, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely sneaking into Krispy Kremes and Spartanburg. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's yeah. happening? Yeah, Pan X. Oh, asking about the this Krispy is the days of y'all sneaking over Krispy Kreme and Spartanburg and busting out into song. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nito, Fozzie. Yep. <laughs> you, you play piano a little, don't you, Stu? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think you're musically inclined. Yeah, I think you, uh, I remember uh, C-Mac could play a little. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I remember seeing a, um, a Who's clip. a better piano player between C-Mac? Uh, depends. You know, I, I, C-Mac, you know, his brain is like a savant a little bit. He's got a little Bryce right. real. Yeah, you know, he went to Stanford, boy. Oh, yeah, that's you right. Just don't go to Stanford <laughs> yeah, for no reason. Yeah, they'll just let you in. <laughs> yeah, they, they'll let you in if you can play if you can play football, but you don't just choose to go to Stanford just for no reason. Um that's a good point. <laughs> but like C Mac, boy, he he can I feel like he knows a lot of songs and can retain a lot of information, a lot of songs. Uh I play by ear, so I'd be mm. playing what I'd be feeling. That's harder to me. That's yeah, that's be, harder I'd to be able to do. I can, check, I can check into a church and sit down and, you know, okay. get right. All right. So the gears are turning my head. Sometime this season, we got to get a little Casio keyboard or something in front of Stu so he can kind of twinkle the keys a little bit, see, yeah, see yeah, what's yeah. going on. Maybe have him no. play the intro or something coming in. That Yeah, let's do that. We can do that. Um, and Pan actually lives in Spartanburg. Spartanburg must be jumping right now uh, in terms of activity. And then when everybody leaves, it just goes... <laughs> it's like the businesses yeah. and everything are like Sparkle City is happening right how now. Long, man. How long is training camp? Three. It's it's like always two, week, two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. Okay, so they got all this week and then about half the next week and then they're done. Well, well, gosh, by that point we'll be at the first preseason game is what next week after the right? joint practice. Yep. Is that so? The eleventh, eleventh or twelfth, uh, I think. Saturday, Saturday the twelfth. Okay, man, that's like that's like ten days from now. Yeah. <laughs> oh Everybody can't listen. Football season is here. Grab your popcorn, grab your your drink. Make sure your kids sitting down somewhere ain't bothering you. <laughs> it is football season. Hey, and this is no. This, there's no more uh, weeks without football. We got the Hall of Fame game this week. So mm-hmm. who's in the Hall of Fame game this year? Don't tell don't ask me. <laughs> I mean, usually it don't matter. I I, I it's NFL crazy. Team. <laughs> oh uh crap. Whoever's got Dorian. It's, uh, oh Browns. it's uh, it's Cleveland taking on the New York Jets. Yeah. Browns, Browns. There yeah, you go. So the Browns versus Jets. So uh it's crazy too because uh my relatives, my in-laws live in Cleveland. So you have to when you're going up there to visit, you have to drive through Canton on 77. So the Hall of Fame is right there, like on 77 when you're driving up. And the stadium they play in, the Hall of Fame game, it's like right there too. And normally they use it for like high schools or something like that. So when you're driving up 77 and you go past it, it's striking how little it is, like when you see it. Because when you see it on TV, it looks big. But like when you drive past it, it's like a high school stadium uh, sitting on the side of 77. So Do you know, how, you know how difficult the AFC is going to be? You're just thinking about Rodgers. All the quarterbacks. <laughs> just thinking, I'm, I'm thinking just about the Browns right now. Some people like, didn't even finish last. We for, we forgetting about Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And we forgetting about Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. Like we thinking, like they got squad. Defense is solid. They yeah. they can do something. But they're in that that's division a, with the Ravens and the Bengals. And man, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the, the the division up there, man. If you're playing up there, man, listen. Take care of your bodies. You know, make sure you, you know, recovering. Black and blue. There's going to be a lot of hitting going on, a lot of pulling and tugging. We Listen. ain't said nothing about Pittsburgh and our boy Mike Tomlin. You know they're going to be nah, in it. They're they going to definitely play defense. Mm-hmm. I know so what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into division predictions, too, because, yeah, you're right. The AFC, the AFC East. I'm sitting mm-hmm. here trying to figure out who's going to win the AFC East because they all really got better. And Well, maybe not the Patriots, but it's the Patriots. So it's like. I can't pick them not to win anything, so I, I don't know. They're going to be tough, too. Yeah, good luck. And then the West is the same way. Chiefs, 
I, oh, yeah, you expect Chiefs, Russell Wilson to, You was hard on Russell Wilson and the Broncos last year. Do you expect them to have a bad year this year too with uh yes. with what's his name over there? Listen. Uh, <laughs> emphatically, yes. Russell Wilson is wrong. Do we play the Denver Broncos this year? No. Uh, no, no. Negative. Negatively. We don't play the AFC West, thankfully. Yeah, we, didn't really, we didn't really got to talk about them Denver Broncos. But I no. do hope that Russell Wilson has a good year this year, man. I think he – I think he – we gave him – you know, a lot A lot of people gave him a hard time last year. He deserved it. His transition. He deserved people it. People were mad about his contract. He can't do nothing about that. They gave it to him. Should be mad at the Denver Broncos, not him. His contract, so, was, his contract looks like pennies like, now compared to the people that have signed since at his yeah, position. Yeah, exactly. So it's like people getting mad about the wrong things. My man, listen, he was special in Seattle, and hopefully Denver, you know, recovers, you know, from last year and, and, and sees that happening uh, for their fan base. I've always said, and I, if nobody can prove me wrong, I feel free, but I've always said, especially in football, when a player starts to do like this, they rarely go back this way. Like it's usually, yeah, and then they just slowly. If you descend. remember it, if you remember Russell Wilson in Seattle, he was rough the last year. He was in Seattle, though. Remember, he wasn't but playing. There was there time. were times where we're just like, oh, the Seahawks, you know, lost. They lost the game. You wake up the next morning, they won somehow. There's a lot of magic. Can't stand so. him. <laughs> Can't stand him. <laughs> That's what he does. He's Mr. Third and Eleven. Let me scramble mm-hmm. around to left and to right all up here. Let me get thirteen yeah. yards. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's what that's he built his whole career on that. So shout out to Russell Wilson. I'm sure we'll get to him sometime this year. Anything y'all want to get in before we get out of here for uh, for the week? No. See y'all at Fan Fest tomorrow. Yeah. Make sure y'all drink some water, man. If y'all if y'all if y'all need some water, drink some uh go get some Nirvana uh super. Nirvana Super. I've never, never seen that before. Yeah, <laughs> like, man, you zero, zero calories. No oh, sugar. Where you get legitimate? That? Yeah. Where'd you get well, that? You can, go, you can follow me on Instagram and uh, click the link. <laughs> well played. Well played. <laughs> there's, there's a uh, man, there's some Hawaiian volcanic water that I fell in love with from like some gas station. I can't remember the name. It's like Wa- Wakakia or something like that. It's in this volcano water. water? Yeah, it's like pure. Tastes like ashes? It tastes like heaven. <laughs> it's like heaven? It's like purified water? Because you know how like Deer Park tastes like like water out of a hose? Like when you drink it, this tastes like somebody did something to the water and it's like really, really good. I'll, next time we have, I'll have like a. We doing free product placement for uh <laughs> yeah. like places today. What's going on? <laughs> I show us some yeah. uh, bags here. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna yeah, uh we're gonna show us the bags. <laughs> somebody, somebody help us out. We'll hook y'all up. We'll put the thing on there. And shout out to Believe. Uh, Believe played some of our clips on their Best of Believe show uh, this past week that was on Stadium. So shout out to them. Uh, and just shout out to everybody, all the hosts and uh, former players that are are on now. I think it's the first full year where every all 32 NFL teams have a host, a former player attached to them. Uh, it's just amazing to see how, how much Believe has grown in the four years that they have been here uh, and what they've done, what they've started. So shout out to the guys over at Believe. Um, we'll be back next week. Follow us on uh, on uh, on uh, Twitter, our social Twitters, the Instagrams, the, the our social medias. Uh, you can catch Skylar. Skylar's at- it ain't Twitter no more. Oh, X boy. Do you call it X? Like, do you call it X? Because I don't. I still, I'm, I'm a, I'm a rebel. I'm gonna call. I definitely it. still <laughs> type in Twitter when I'm looking for my Twitter <laughs> on the app. Like, so. so it's not tweets anymore. It's like what? Zeets. Zeets. <laughs> That's what it's called. Z post, I guess. Uh, as soon as I get to Twitter, as soon as I get to Twitter, they start. Oh, I, have, I avoided Twitter like the plague for years. I finally decided, hey, I need to come over here and start promoting stuff. And they just start ripping the whole thing apart. They, they changed like, it to retweets to repost now. What is he doing? <laughs> Why is he messing with it? I think he's trying to sell it's it. It's not Twitter anymore. It's just X. It's called X. <laughs> X factor. Like, X. This is where you get X. X information. <laughs> you can catch uh, previous episodes uh, at youtube.com forward slash uh, at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. The audio will be on the Believe Podcast Network a little bit later on. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday. Still should be in the depths of training camp, and we'll be getting closer and closer to that uh, that matchup against the Jets. I don't think we're going to see Bryce Young or Aaron Rodgers 
a whole lot. Well, we'll see the practice we will, but uh, in preseason, I, I honestly, I don't want them to play Bryce Young at all <laughs> in the preseason, but after what Scott was said, he don't yeah. need to play. He, he, he just out there trying things in practice. Listen, we don't need to see preseason. <laughs> Let Matt Corral have a swing of things. Let him just play the whole four quarters. Save Andy, too. <laughs> don't put Andy out there. <laughs> We're going to get out of here. We'll be back next Tuesday. You've been watching and listening to the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Networks. Keep out it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.